Hello and welcome to Is Mean Is a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone I have a Saturday night steering contest with. Josh Hemo. I've been pretty proud. I've won like the last five, so. Yeah, it's because you have no eyelids. Don't tell people that. It's my secret. <laughs> You're a lizard person. You have one of those like double eyelids. The ones like, that's inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like because of some strange technicality that doesn't like disqualify you, but whatever. Well, I don't want to be prejudiced against li- lizard people. Exactly, that's why you can't do it. You don't want to be a f- racist. God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, this is our podcast, um, full of lizard people, where we watch SpongeBob <laughs> episodes and discuss little life lessons that we learn along the way. Have some fun while we're doing so. This week, we are watching season four, episode fifteen, Squidtastic Voyage. And that's no lady. Act one, Squidtastic Voyage. So in this act, SpongeBob causes Squidward to get his clarinet reed stuck in his throat. So instead of taking Squidward to the doctor, he takes Squidward to Sandy, the next best thing. Sandy decides to shrink herself down in the submarine to dislodge the reed. But when she's away for snacks, SpongeBob accidentally gets shrunk down with Patrick where they have to retrieve the reed themselves. So to start things off, Josh, um, I want to ask you, would you let someone get shrunk down and put inside of you to save you for something? Huh. I don't... Okay, I would only do it if it wasn't like brand new technology. I've just seen so many like... This is such a classic trope with... TV shows that they're like, we've just developed this shrink technology. You can go into someone and then like something awful happens. And usually that awful thing is that people grow to like a larger size before they can get out. I think like everything I've ever seen that in, that's what exactly what happens. And like, I don't know about you, but I don't want to die that way. I don't want to die in like exploding chunks because the submarine expl- <laughs> expands inside me. <laughs> what if it was like, uh, you know how people are like, oh, flying is safer than driving and driving you do every single day you know like what if the stats were in your favor maybe maybe then I like guess, it, it was I like guess the like, same as every routine do I, procedure how desperate do i need this procedure if it's like a, if it's like a heart clog that like gonna go in and go clear all that cholesterol the cheeto cholesterol and they're gonna save my life no i want to pose it as an equal thing like uh-huh. they either put you on the table they cut you open you get a gnarly scar like all those like all the side effects of normal surgery um or they shrink down a team of scientists and they and they put them in your nose and I don't know, they find your way to your butthole or something. Mm, specifically um, my butthole. And then they, they dislodge the reed, <laughs> the clarinet reed in your butt. Um, and they're the same cost. Everything's the same except for just how they get it done. Huh. I don't know. I still think I prefer the scar. I guess maybe it's just like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't trust the idea of like there being this like weird machine in my body like nanobots. Like that's one thing, I guess. But the fact that there's like a whole team of scientists and like a submarine in my body is just very weird to me. I don't know. I get it. You just hate science. I I hate science. It's not real. You're basically an anti-vaxxer. You're anti-submarine. Right. Exactly. How about you? It's okay. Definitely not. If a bunch of people died in my stomach acid, I'd feel so guilty. Oh, (laughs) no one. No one dies when they when they perform surgery on you, really. Like unless it's their fault. Like you know, they had a heart attack or something. That's crazy. interesting. I never actually thought about it that way. Why was it they died inside me? I don't like that. 
That, that I mean, you'd be fine. Anxious now, in theory. No. unless they like stopped in the middle of like, <laughs> just like thinking for the rest of wouldn't... my life. I have a bunch of dead scientists inside my system somewhere. Are let you me them out? let me correct you. <laughs> let me correct you. Like you would be fine physically. Yeah. Okay. That's what matters. You would probably not be fine <laughs> uh, mentally. And that's why science is like I have ghost souls. <laughs> if you're if you're tiny and you die, are you still? Do you still get turned into a ghost? You turn into a tiny ghost. Is there a tiny heaven for tiny ghosts? <laughs> Anyways, so break. Uh, <laughs> this entire act starts like it sounds very sci-fi. This this act, mm-hmm. but it starts off very simply, and it's with Patrick and SpongeBob dancing. So, what do you think of uh, SpongeBob? This was Moonwalk? the smoothest was animation I've seen in a while. I thought that they've thrown a like, I've, like the animation we've talked about in season four is like it's stepping up a little bit, and that might be because it's more digital mm-hmm. or whatever. But I definitely noticed that the animation for their dancing was like pretty, pretty well done. Like it was nice. I think it all looked really good. The dancing was pretty good. I don't think the moonwalk was very good, but I do think the animation felt a lot more crisp than normal. Yeah, I was like, this is some crispy looking edges I see on these. On these. What was people. your favorite uh, dance move that they did out of the? I wrote down four total of them: the ocean wave, yes. tropical breeze, whirlpool, and the reverse whirlpool. I really enjoyed the tropical breeze because I feel like it's a dance move everyone can do. You know, it's like nice and easy, and you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. you just move Something side bad. to side, yeah. and you're good. Like I, I feel like people can do that naturally. I, I it reminded me of a lot of like TikTok dances. All of this, like, <laughs> I'm waiting for people to start doing the whirlpool and reverse whirlpool on TikTok. Yeah, they should. I mean, that'd be like a really like deep cut, and I think watch. Now that we said that, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Gonna that's what happens. <laughs> that's that's how it works. SpongeBob and and reality unite. Um, but I do think it's like interesting that we haven't heard the narrator, and then like they have the narrator for just like a hot yeah. second, and then they're like the gentle rip, uh, rhythms, and then it's just noisy like, neighbor like <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. yeah, which is like my first little lesson. We have this lesson a lot. I feel like, especially with SpongeBob and living in New York, is like. Don't be that noisy neighbor. I would argue that this time SpongeBob was noisy at a normal time. Yeah, you know I guess saying? so. Like uh, my neighbors okay, are noisy so I guess at that's, So that's that's that. Is there a distinction between like is there a decent amount of noisy? If your if your neighbors are so noisy that your walls are literally vibrating, like I've had times of where you had noisy neighbors and like one of my roommates' mirrors fell off their wall because of how loud the music was. Like that's not good. Yeah, that's yeah. not considerate at all. Like we have downstairs neighbors that we just. We assume that they're deaf. We hope that they're deaf and only in the terms that like we they're so loud. I'm like, you have to be deaf. There's no way like you're listening to this music at this level. And like at 3 a.m., their alarm is the loudest alarm. Like like if it wasn't for our current conditions right now, we would like we would be hearing their alarm for hours (laughs) because sometimes they just leave it on by accident. And it's like the loudest alarm where I can hear it. Like, again, we're on the second floor and they're on the first floor. So, I, and we're not directly above them. So, like, we still somehow hear it. But I do think that as a neighbor, you should be somewhat considerate. Like, even me, and like, I used to sing like all the time while I was in my apartment and everything. Keep it down. Yeah. To a dull roar, you know, very lib- librarian teacher speak, dull roar. Yeah. And then that's just or like that. you said, like during like decent hours of the day, you know? Yeah. And I get it. Like, some people work obscure hours and they wake up you know 5 a.m or 2 a.m or whatever to go to you know dance as a go-go dance or something but <laughs> yeah. like 
you need to <laughs> you need to be considerate. You need to realize that ninety percent of people are probably sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about Sandy because she pulls this crap again, where she's just like, "Let's dry test this thing that I haven't done before, and just let's go for it." And it's I don't know how it makes me so upset. I just feel like it's so irresponsible, and I just don't know why. Like out of all the characters, they're making her do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like an excuse to like to do this like classic sci-fi trope like storyline, but like she could have been like although like they didn't go the way that it's like, "Oh, you have 10 minutes before you can get out or else you'll you'll grow too big." And then they like race to the end. So like that was nice. So it seems like this was like technology that she knew worked. Yeah. So like it, it wasn't like that ray that like zapped them all together. Um but I do think that Again, they just dropped the ball on Sandy. Like they made her really smart, like all those other ones. Like this one wasn't as bad, but it was still pretty. Like she wasn't as cool as she could. I, I mean, I don't even think that's true. I mean, Squidward even brings up the point that he's just like, "Why don't you just shrink the read?" And she's like, "Oh, Squidward, like blah blah blah." Like that. It's like, well, she said it would be harder. So I, I'm just gonna believe her. Then mm. I'm gonna be believe that it's harder to like shrink the read through his body i guess that makes i sense. guess so i i don't know i guess i don't I'm not, i don't believe in science so i don't know how to understand how it works <laughs> <laughs> um i also confused why they went through the brain and like <laughs> patrick patrick is a big uh part of both episodes yeah. uh both acts in this episode um and I don't know. He's such a catalyst for both both of them, and I like it. Like I I do like that these episodes like have a little bit more of a Patrick flair to them, but um, the fact that he comes in with that like oh that filter the C CO two throughout the ballast tanks and ride the shockwave out of here, and it's just like super intelligent. It's just a little bit of that like I like we saw like that brain coral. I think yeah. it's just like it's just stuck around chipping a away bit. at his bloodstream yeah. <laughs> it's like have you ever heard with people like supposedly with like lsd that it's still in your bloodstream and at any moment you could have like a like a random little like no uh, i haven't heard like, of that chemical thing no, no. they say that like certain drugs that there get stored in your fat or whatever so if your body like oh. burns it by accident like i don't know it's some dare <laughs> that i learned so i don't know if it's exactly true so someone fact that's wild just <laughs> <laughs> so walking into the grocery store and suddenly you just start tripping balls like <laughs> yeah and I'm sure it's not that bad. The brightest like, talking I'm, to me. <laughs> I'm sure the person who told me was like just trying to, to keep scare me away you. from doing LSD and lying to me. Um, speaking of LSD, there's a lot of really great uh, freeze frames and facial expressions. This entire that episode. segue, like, <laughs> it's pretty. That was pretty uh -huh. smooth, right? It's pretty good. Uh, so, like, as soon as Squiver gets that reed stuck in his his throat, like all the little like squeaky noises that he makes, like. And even SpongeBob, right in that moment, he like flies into the window, slams his face into the ground, and then when he pulls his face up, it's just like his eyes. It looks suck like, in a, his eyes. like a like, yeah. yeah he's no <laughs> eyes. It's like a little husk slash skull situation. Um. So yeah. So if you watch the episode, peep those. I like the continuity in this situations. episode because even SpongeBob says when it happens, he's like, "Oh, you got it stuck in your throat again, Squidward." Because we this happened in like what the first season sometime, right? Yeah. But it's all SpongeBob. I know. Fault, I think it's the it's the best part of the bit, and then the fact that they don't know what the the read no. is. It's just like the top of your clarinet thingy or whatever they say. Uh, that's pretty good. I like that. Like it 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 carries over from SpongeBob to Sandy. Mm -hmm. Um, why does Sandy need snacks for an expedition that 
in theory, should only take I like. I think even more important when hours. I watch that is the snacks she brings back are nuts, right? <laughs> They're all just acorns. yeah. So did she actually have to go out to go get that? Did she go pick those from her tree, or did she go like to a store? I can't imagine Bikini Bottom has like an acorn supply that she can go pick those up in bulk, right? I like to think that she like okay, two things. She either was like a, a squirrel and like had her little stash and she like dug it, yeah. or she just went right up in the tree and like pulled them out, picked them fresh. <laughs> I don't know. Sandy is like, it's another thing she did in this episode. She pulls out the waiver and she asks Squidward to sign the waiver, which brought me to like another small lesson is like, always make sure you read those like legal documents you get from stuff like that. I also put that read everything you yeah. sign. And in theory, if you have the money and the means, don't sign anything without a lawyer. Because they even, they say that even like the simplest contracts you should uh, like send to a lawyer because like, there's always rights you could be getting back mm. that you're giving away. Mm. Um, a lot of people say, especially in video, uh, by the way, if you ever have a viral video, if you sign it over to a news station, make sure you check the wording because some people like will will do the entire your entire social feed is is open to the public. So um, just a little extra a bonus lesson you're on dropping top of some that. knowledge. I also put don't scream in emergencies and don't hit things in emergencies mm. unless you have to. I wrote stay, like, definitely Patrick stay calm. Just goes, in stressful yeah. situations, yeah. He just goes ape on everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also got uh, release your gas. I feel like it's something you know people talk about. We're always like shamed to like burp or fart, but like it's a natural thing. You got to do it sometimes. But like I did write as a caveat: as long as you're not like in a super like public place or environment where you're like crop dusting someone's yeah. face on the subway or something. I mean, if you have to fart, you have to yeah, fart, right. and you're not gonna get caught. Like, go for it, but like at least say excuse me um and try not to do it in like again like like if you're going up the stairs don't do that to no. people <laughs> don't be that, that if jerk. you're gonna cro- if you're gonna crop dust someone that's that's fine like i mean sometimes sure they you deserve it and you have to keep moving yeah. you know? <laughs> i want to talk about the name that uh sandy gives for her like shrink area and she calls it the chamber of shrinkage <laughs> Which I low th- low key think that is a, uh, uh, like a, an adult joke about shrinkage somehow snuck in there. It's like a real stretch, but I feel like, why did you use shrinkage as like a, a as a, a name? name? You don't hear that very often. <laughs> I also do like when they they do get when they get shrunk. First of all, I really like the line where he's like shrink, and he's like, I guess I have I do have a lot of issues, yeah. and then he starts the thing like. That's also like a really nice, like a mature joke that passed by like me as a kid. And I don't even remember this episode, so I don't even know if I've seen it. But um, I like that. But also like the the effect they do on Sandy's voice when she's like, Patrick, SpongeBob. It's like it's big without seeing like seeming really, really like, heavy. heavy yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. So it was it was Pretty nice well to me. I was like, I, I enjoy this. One of my like all time favorite effects from this um episode comes towards the end where they do that whirlpool uh the whirlpool spin to like dislodge the uh reed i was like that's a man anime that's like a superpower move that they pulled out of their yeah. butt there's like and also it kind of like t- it ties it together because like i said what i enjoyed about this act particularly because i didn't don't really have a lot of complaints like it wasn't obviously not a lot happened but it was like just crazy enough that like it made sense in the world of SpongeBob. and it wasn't repetitive my only complaint yeah. is sandy yeah. i guess uh but like they're just randomly dancing that like causes the thing and then like 
him just like I'm gonna do the whirlpool spin to like save everybody is just like a nice little like random as hell yeah. <laughs> cartoon, which I appreciate. I I like it when it's just weird, and uh, not super like of a big. We deal. all like it when it's. I weird. do like how Squidward is thick at the end. Yeah. Though. He's <laughs> big. He got he got a submarine. Got that submarine, submarine that submarine bod. <laughs> Time for the bubble break. That's good. I like that. You should make that a sound bit. Thanks. <laughs> I'll just try to do it every single time exactly the same way. Oh, hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> so for this week's bubble break, um, so in Act Two, uh, Patrick gets a little bit afraid that he has to move out, and he grabs mm. three things to move out. Okay. So I was going to ask you if you only could grab three things in your current apartment or like in general, I guess, um, if you had something like in storage, what would you take to move out? And it can only be three things in the suitcase that fits it. Okay. Uh, hmm. Definitely my laptop. Uh, I won't I count your phone or anything like that because like, that's something you'll probably have. Probably like have keys phone and wall, phone. I probably have that stuff on. Like, yeah, definitely a laptop. And I say that for sure because the only time that our entire apartment building was like evacuating because of a fire. I grabbed that. And like my roommate was like, you need to get out. You can't be grabbing stuff. I was like, yo, I can't, <laughs> I need this. I think people like, and this is very, very bad advice. When you, when you leave for a fire, you should just get out there and go. But I feel like there are a lot of times in a, there are a lot of phases of a fire. And I feel like in the very early phases, if you just like put on your shoes, grab a jacket and grab your, a backpack, like with your laptop, I think you're fine. Exactly. I was like, this is not taking hours for like, time. Like obviously if your like buildings are on fire, fire, you gotta get the No, it was just and that's the thing. It's like it wasn't that big a deal. Like no one even knew it was on fire until like we smelled like smoke and we heard people in the hallway. And what and it, it wasn't even like fire escape on fire. Like you didn't no, have to leave at that no. time. You it know? was just like everyone just went down the stairs and it was like someone left their oven on too long was what it was. <laughs> so uh so it's definitely a laptop. Uh I guess pretty boring. It's just like important documents. I have a folder that I keep like my birth certificate and social security card in. Mm -hmm. Grab that. Um, what else? My flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you have to bring the specialty lube too, though. Yeah, all of it. It's all packaged together. It's or it's, it's all for it. not. <laughs> um, I don't know. I always have trouble when we come up with three things. It's always the third thing that is. Yeah, like it's the third the thing that you get hung thing. up on. This uh, is all good because it's just giving me time I'd to bring think of my things. mic because I couldn't do this podcast without my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the computer and the mic. You'd be really. Boom, there you go. That's all I need. You'd be good to go. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more stuff that I like actually care about. Well, you do, you don't have a lot of time to think, so this kind of actually exactly. is, is good because I mean you'd end up with that, and they're all right by each other, so. <laughs> I can be even meaner. I can be like, oh, you don't have to worry about the important documents. What's the other thing that you would pick? Oh, my God. Let's just assume that your important documents are safe. They're in a fireproof box. So. <laughs> uh, They're digital now. You're good. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know if it's sadder that I just like don't have enough important things that I care about that I would burn or if it's just like... <laughs> Well, let me let me try to think of some because I I honestly don't really have any. Like you said, yeah. important documents, and those, that's what I was thinking. Like even my iPad, which is like my newest big purchase, I probably wouldn't bring like with me. Like my laptop sucks, so like if I had to buy a new one, I'd be fine. I guess if um, I think about this differently, I'm gonna think about it differently. If I had to like 
drop everything and start a whole new identity like Patrick did, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of this. I don't need my laptop. I don't need my important documents. So I would bring whatever the most out-of-character clothes I own. So <laughs> <laughs> as a disguise, right? Your, your Is Me Is A Podcast branded t-shirt now available. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Uh, I, I definitely would bring my iPad because my iPad has like Photoshop. Probably still bring my that. laptop because I could still get stuff off of that. Not the important documents. And then what's the last? What would be again? It's always a third thing. That's like I think hard... I would bring my lighting kit. Really? Yeah, because okay, mm -hmm. so if I'm I'm moving, I'm leaving. I don't really need to bring anything. Let's say okay. I have my documents and my keys, wallet, whatever. Um, and I have to leave. I would bring my lighting kit because there's so much useful in there. Yeah. Oh, and you know what else I would bring? So I have my my iPad because I'm going to need it to forge documents. Um, and that's all nicely packaged. So I'll bring my iPad, accessories, etc. Then I'll bring my lighting kit, because I'm going to need it, because maybe I could get some small gigs doing that, or I can just throw everything out. Yeah, and just and have it, Use it as like a suitcase. Thing. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing, which we have not mentioned on the podcast, is my new go bag. Oh yeah, that, that's it. that my dad bought me. That's smart. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't think it would be very useful in trying to find another identity, but there's at least some. But you always need a go bag, right? Yeah, I still haven't tricked it out. Like my dad was very kind enough to, to purchase one for me, and uh, I didn't say no. And he's like, I insist on buying you one because you need it. And I was like, okay, sure. And he he sent it to me, and I was like, this is smart to have, so I'm not gonna fight it. But um. That way I have the go bag. So it's not as tricked out as I'd like it to be. Like there's no fake masks and foreign currency in there like spy kids. <laughs> but uh or gadgets. But I think yeah. it's close enough. It's something nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe by the time that I have to go out on the run, way. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll have tricked it out with a wig at least. <laughs> maybe I'll yeah. bring the wig that's in yeah, my desk. Yeah, you have a right wig, now. right? Yeah. <laughs> my my cocoa wig. Yeah. There you go. Throw it in there. Everyone will be like, who's this uh, gray-haired surfer-looking dude? <laughs> also, one last thing that I want to mention is we got another email. We're very whoop, whoop. popular, Josh. I know. Um, it was from our good friend, Stella, who's very active on our pages, so be more like Stella. Um, and uh, they were just pretty excited slash interested in how we were going to handle um, all the pandemic stuff. And hopefully, we did it okay. Um, and make sure that we it wasn't too much of a bummer. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just another great email from another great listener. And uh, she sent hugs to us both. So I'm going to send hugs back. I'm not going to speak for you, Josh. I don't want to. I'll send hugs. Whatever. I'll send a tighter hug than you. A tighter hug? Yeah. A, 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 a hug so tight, it's a little dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a, a brand that. <laughs> that that sounds like it could be like a like a Panic at the Disco song. <laughs> it's a, actually it's already a Fall Out Boy song somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> a hug so tight, it's kind of dangerous. Yeah, I like that. I'm okay with that. That's good. That is good. <laughs> so yeah, uh, thanks for the email. Um, we said it before. If you want to send us anything, please do so at ismazepodcast at gmail .com, or you can just send it to our website at ismazepodcast.com or you can just scream it at the heavens and maybe we'll hear you. Yeah, either way. Or or scream it at the hell. 
listen and maybe I, we'll I, hear I, think, you there. I think we're trying to we'll try to like incorporate some more like community engagement in the future just like we're doing now so just yeah. look out for some stuff and you know it helps when you send the emails it makes us feel loved makes us feel like we're getting a hug you know yeah we, <laughs> that full circle exactly act two that's no lady so Patrick's wandering around Bikini Bottom, and he gets harassed by a salesman asking him to get out of town. So Patrick takes that literally and decides that it is time for him to get out of town. Him and SpongeBob come up with this like genius plan for him to come up with this disguise, so he becomes basically a, a female alter ego of himself named Patricia. Um, and so throughout the episode, shenanigans happen where people basically fall in love with Patricia. Uh, until Patrick finds out that, you know, it really wasn't a threat in the end, and he reveals that it was really just him, Patrick, not Patricia, all along. I wanted to ask you, Omar, uh, if I was to take these following things from you, what would you be most mad about? If I was to take your pants, your peanut butter, or your pickles, what would be the, what would make you most angry? <laughs> Probably my pants. Really? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, what's the context? Are you just mean in general, like, all my pants are gone, yeah. I have to go buy new ones? No, no, no. I guess, it's so in the episode, right, that, like, Patrick takes all of Sponge, uh, takes Pat uh, SpongeBob's pants, pickles, and peanut butter. I'm just trying to figure out, like, would you be, if I did, took only one single pair of pants, let's say a single pair. Well, if you took, like, all my pants in my closet, I would probably, yeah, I'd still think, because if you took all my, like, if I had, like, six jars of peanut butter, six pants, and, like, six jars of pickles say, yeah no i imagine you only i can't imagine you have six jars of peanut butter and pickles right so if i took your one jar of pickles your one jar of peanut butter and one pair of pants what would be the most detrimental to you definitely the pants they're more of a pain to get mm. like peanut butter is like that <laughs> peanut butter is like that condiment that's like in the back of your like cupboard or whatever and you're just like eh, i guess i'll make a sandwich today wow right <laughs> or maybe i'll or maybe i'll snack on it also like Fatima eats sun butter because she can't have peanuts. Oh, so, okay, yeah. So, like, I'm not, like, really fighting for peanut butter or uh -huh. anything. Um, And then pickles, I've gone without pickles for a while. But, like, pants, I'm like, I go to American Eagle. I get the, the, the Flex Fit or whatever. Extreme Flex, Aero Flex, <laughs> whatever they're calling it now. Yeah. Either way, it's stretchy pants. And I get those. And... I'm better at it than most people, so it's does not that much of an inconvenience, but it's an inconvenience nonetheless. That's fair. I feel like it depends on the pickle for me. There are certain pickles where I like, I get those like nice novelty pickles. Like we talked about it, like there's like certain good pickles you buy, but sometimes you splurge and you buy like the really expensive pickles that are like seasoned really well and have all the nice stuff in it. That I would take those over like any like any pair of jeans i have because to be fair mm -hmm. like most of the times i wear the same pair of jeans for like two weeks straight i hardly alternate out so yeah so so for me it's not really again it's not really the fact that like oh those are my only pair of jeans it's just like now i have to get like i own like two pairs of jeans and i cycle through those two and now that you've taken one now i have to no I, what that just means your priorities aren't right that's what that means <laughs> <laughs> so this act is such a problematic act yes act. yeah uh if anyone uh is out there prepare yourself gender is a construct it's all fake so how you dress doesn't determine your gender well it's like and this is so gender, problematic it's like this whole like catfishing situation that like patrick yeah. sets everyone up with too and it's like to be fair like i 
what going through like high school and most of college i didn't realize like catfishing was like a huge thing you know mm-hmm. but like post college i know now that's like a huge thing that people do and that's exactly what patrick did to everyone this episode no 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 that's some that's some that uh some transphobic <laughs> i will not let happen so patrick was not like i'm gonna dress sexy to get a man and catfishing you is like that with he, you don't intention. Think that, okay, you don't think that he saw the intentions that they were having, like how Patrick no, no, Squidward no. and Twitter. I don't know. Cause this is thing, not I a think, Tootsie situation. I guess so. so like but, in like, Tootsie, it's like, oh, I gotta that, do like, this. You're also assuming that Patrick came into this with like, with like people with, I don't know, I don't know, with this like intention. I don't think so. Nah. And then there's also like the problematic layer of this whole episode, which is like that like, someone dressing like a woman has it easier yeah which is like the big thing and again like i don't think patrick once was like i should dress like as a woman to to fool everyone and like it's very obvious like patrick has no idea throughout the entire episode that like he's being treated differently because he's dressed up like a girl he's just oblivious to it Mm. which is honestly like a decent take because it's like it's not like as a it's not like him as a man he's like oh yeah i'm getting the benefits of being a woman he has like no clue it's like a very classic dude like i don't have any idea why i have it easier i just think i have it easier for for no reason Mm -hmm. but so he has no idea of like the quote-unquote privilege that he doesn't really actually have but no and like are they really being nice is it considered nice for people to like to do something for you just because they want to get in your pants. You know, it's like we talk about it all the time, you know, like we, we always talk about like, Oh, like the people who reach out to you because they want something. Yeah. Right. Like that's not genuine. That's not anything. And it's just Patrick's too stupid to understand what's going on. Yeah. Now I had had a hard time with this act. As you can tell, I got a little, got little incense. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just like, it's just one of those topics. I think it's just, shows become dated and a lot of cartoons end up that way and i feel like that this is one of those episodes that you haven't run into that often but it's definitely dated yeah it's always weird to have like a cross-dressing kind of episode because it's like i mean they've cross-dressed to... in the past though and that's no the but thing. i mean they've like crossed... in this way like this one it's like they've done like a couple jokes where they're just like where it's like you know like on a very surface level like kind of not pc right mm-hmm. But like this is like the first time where it is kind of like a tootsie situation where it's like you're getting dressed like to fool other people. But um, I don't know it's like it's weird. It's a it's a very like uh, I think it's very hard to talk about it in a I don't know in an in a it's very hard to write about it in a very like PC way. Mm-hmm. Cause like I've also seen like storylines where it's like, oh, I dress like a a girl, and it's like, oh wow, women do have it harder. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's like a it it's not they're not very like hot takes. No, definitely. Not. Yeah. And all technically all of that stuff that Mr. Krabs is doing technically worth workplace harassment. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, one thing about this episode that I did realize is though, everyone in Bikini Bottom thinks Patrick is hot. Don't tell me that it's not true. No, I think so. I think that's like we get. He was walking around town like everyone was doing double takes like 100%. Even so Larry, it... who's like got all the babes. In, yeah. And like he's got everyone at the Goo Lagoon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
they're all like hitting on him. And he's I mean, like, Who who's that girl? She good for Patrick. <laughs> yeah. I, I also think that this like shows like this um this weird like homophobia that like people have. Like it's mm. like a good like um like jumping off point. Because like it reminded me of like so Bad Bunny released a music video where he like had like fake tits and everything like that. And like it became like a, a shtick online to be like, Oh, do you think this girl is hot? And then like guys would be like, Oh yeah, she looks fine. And then it'd be like, That's Bad Bunny, like with big titties. So like I don't know. I just I feel like I p- actually put this as a small lesson. Is is if you think a person is hot in women's women's clothing, then you probably think they're hot in general. Mm. So <laughs> I'm not I'm sorry, not sorry. That that's it's probably true. Yeah. If you're like, oh, this person looks hot, like uh dressed like a woman or dressed in, you know, a non-gender conforming way, it's like you probably think they're attractive in general. Like like if if you're freak out and you think that like that makes you hundred percent gay, then you gotta realize there's a spectrum there. I mean, Grow up. All, it, all it took was like a different outfit and a wig. Like not much else changed for Patrick other than that, right? So yeah, Patricia had that short skirt. Yeah. When she was leaning over <laughs> cleaning the tables, she was showing off them cheeks. <laughs> Un- unintentionally, but you know. Assumed. You know, she yeah. gotta live yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about seaweed monster man? <laughs> I was so thrown out by Seaweed Mr. Monster Mr. Seaweed Man. Monster Man. Oh, yeah, Mr. Seaweed Monster yeah. Man. Because, like, first of all, when he pops up, I was like, what the f*** is this Muppet looking? <laughs> it's like, it looked like, um, what's that character? Old Greg. From, uh, no, well, it looked like Old Greg is what it was. Old Greg slash um, Bing Bong or whatever from I guess Bing Bong. Inside Out. But if you okay, I'm gonna post a side by side old Greg and this Mr. Seaweed man on the Instagram, and you let me know who stole from who. Yeah, we should check the time, like the, you know, the dates. Maybe old Greg's. But also, old Greg is also out. very problematic. So we don't. Oh yeah. <laughs> My favorite is just that line: "You ever drink Bailey's from a shoe?" A shoe. Yeah. I don't. I, that's like the like. I never was really into like people screaming "old Greg" or whatever. Like, but I was like. You ever drank Bailey's from a shoe? Yeah. <laughs> but I just like the way that the delivery is. I was just here for that song that he's saying. <laughs> um, I don't know. This was such a horny act. Like everything about it was just like, hey, Patricia, like, can I, can I take you out for dinner? And then that's where he's like, I got the stirring contest. And <laughs> it's and all, like it that. was just like, yeah, it was just kind of weird to act in general, I guess. Like, I don't know. It felt really out of place compared to like what we've seen in the past i mean because yeah, they've done I, different i like gigs the chaos of it though the chaos is good yeah but like i said both of these actors are like just a little chaotic i just wish this one wasn't as like uh problematic yeah but i think uh i put also as a small lesson is get like a a negative thing is probably like a bad sales pitch if you're like get out of town like i think that person's delivery could use some work oh. that person that, just like it's just like it's about your tone because I think he would have said it the way he would have said it to anyone else, where he's just like, you should get out of town, you know, instead of screaming at someone, then that makes a huge difference, right? Yeah. Watching your tone, I think, is definitely, that's a good small lesson to bring yeah. out of that. Like, you're not going to sell anyone by being, like, combative, I guess, like that. I mean, not in that point, way. Like, Maybe there's the opp- probably somewhere. Yeah. On the opposite, I wrote, don't overact, overreact, because, like, even listening to, like, 
someone scream at you. Like I've had people scream at me all the time living in New York, right? I can walk down in the East Village without being screamed at at some by, by someone, but I'm not going to go home and pack all my <laughs> and change my identity, right? So and definitely not. But I will, I will not stop screaming at you from your apartment window. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just at at 4 a.m. I get very angry, and I need someone to know. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I do like the line that uh, SpongeBob says when Patrick eats all the food, mm-hmm. and he says, "Quite an appetite, but she's all woman." <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, it's so okay, so we're jumping off the like problematic stuff. Like, who's the most problematic person here? Patrick for doing this, or SpongeBob for setting all this up, knowing like what was going on? Because you can tell, you can tell me all you want that Patrick was oblivious, but you cannot yeah. tell me that SpongeBob was oblivious to any of this. I, I mean, don't know. I, I definitely Larry, think Larry Larry was oblivious. in his face telling him that, you know, like, oh, your girlfriend's hot. So for you to tell like for anyone to say that SpongeBob wasn't oblivious about like how people perceived Patrick was like, I, I can't believe that. No, yeah. I definitely think that SpongeBob should have intervened somehow, yeah, but yeah. I also think that SpongeBob's too dumb to intervene yeah. in any way. Yeah. Cause I feel like uh not to make excuses for it, but like I, I think in his head, he's just like, my f- my friend is going to be attacked. He even said, like, maybe it's a paid assassin, <laughs> which makes me wonder yeah. what kind of life is SpongeBob li- living that he thinks that his friends are under attack from a paid assassin. <laughs> um, I do like also that uh, Squidward calls him a Rubenesque beauty. Mm. I, I, I enjoyed that. Either, there, there's uh, some like nice little lines in there. Like Favorite Squidward line from this is a uh, sizzle lip squid. I like sizzle that. Lips. Yeah. <laughs> when does he say that? I didn't remember. He, he that. refers to himself as the sizzle lip squid. Oh, <laughs> he's talking to uh, yeah. Patricia. Uh, so two w- during the montage where they're like kind of following Patricia around at work. Harassment, by the way. Anyways, uh, two things really stood out to me: Mister Krabs in the fryer, very freaky mm-hmm. looking, um, and then Squidward in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> what was gonna happen? Squidward oh. is a pervert. Yeah, hundred percent. He's like chilling in the toilet. The side of Squidward like... we don't see ever. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know. It was really weird. It was a really horny episode. It yeah. was just like I can't get over the fact that like there was so blatantly like I don't know. I think it's really interesting because I mean we don't really talk about it a lot on the podcast, but like the kind of like how quickly kids are introduced to like we we talk about it now. Like I feel like in in general that like oh everything is so sexual on television and like oh kids have access to like the internet and they're on Fortnite and they're like saying rude things to each other but like maybe like in middle school or seventh grade and like yeah i get it that's like puberty or whatever but like literally everything in this episode it's like your girlfriend's hot like can i date you can i take you out on a on like a date this saturday can i but i think more to the point it's like it's a lot of workplace like sexualizing people in the workplace, which is something that I would never understand as a kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, like what I'm saying now is like the with adults, like adults are always saying like, oh, kids are getting into this so like early, but like it's in our cartoons and yeah. like like an adult watching that probably would, I don't know, I don't think they would have well, batted an eye at it. No, and again, like that's, what, that's what's weird day. about this episode is just it's such a different tone. Like as far as like the sexual themes goes, than we've had with anything else really like we've had hints here and there but not like so blatant so blatant right yeah especially like with characters with squidward and squidward was like the most surprising out of all of them we've gotten like mr krabs like thirsting after mrs puff and stuff like that right 
Mm-hmm. But for Squidward, like having Squidward be so aggressive about everything was kind of odd. It was an odd choice for his character. Something that we I, I've never seen with Squidward, and like I don't know if I agree with that kind of kind of character choice with him. Right? Yeah, it was like every everyone's behavior was very off putting. Yeah, and which I will just only like attribute to the content of the of the thing. whole episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Is it worth it? Because that that whole quite an appetite, but she's all woman. That's that's a good line. Because like I could like imagine me like at a restaurant eating a big burger, and then I'd be like, I got quite an appetite, but I'm all woman. <laughs> I need it on a shirt. Yeah, that's a pretty good shirt quote. <laughs> Coming to you is made at the podcast slash store. <laughs> yeah. Time for a big wombo lesson. Humble lesson. Um, kind of like these are entertaining episodes. Definitely entertaining for the most part. But I feel like as far as content goes, there wasn't a ton, you know. So for me, it was a little harder to figure out a big lesson this week. Mm. Same uh, here. Yeah. Pretty rough. Yeah. So uh, what did you get? Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna dish it on you mine. so I can steal it. Mine uh, is check your judgments about people. They may surprise you. Oh, wow. So I put um, Look Patrick. At saying in the beginning, like, oh, it's a pretty much of a stretch, but you can come up with this big lesson. That's hey, actually pretty solid. I just, all I'm saying Whatever. when I say it's a stretch is like Don't I even... had to think about it for a very <laughs> deep amount of time and then like be like, okay, how do I justify this? No, it's good. I'm, it's like, good. A, I'm like a person writing an essay and they're just uh-huh. like, uh, yeah, they said blue curtains. So that means sadness. You know, it's like, like I'm, it I give it some thought, but it's, I'm really, <laughs> I'm reaching, you know, yeah. I'm reaching. No, it's good. It's good. I like it. And you'll see why. So, uh, in the very beginning, uh, Patrick kind of came up with that life-saving plan, but also put everybody in danger and also ended up screwing up everything as well. So like, I really do think that Patrick does have his moments of brilliance. I've I've always thought that that he is secretly smart and he's just kind of like <laughs> sadistic in some way. <laughs> um but that for the first one I think that was very much it like he surprises all of us by, you know, basically agreeing with Sandy. Like him and Sandy are like have a scientific brain blast Jimmy Neutron moment and they mm. get it. Um and then in the second half it's Patrick's <laughs> hot and you just won't admit it. No one will admit it. Patrick's <laughs> hot. Because like he he dressed up in women's clothing. Everyone thought he was hot, and it was surprising because everyone looks at Patrick and goes, "Oh, look at." There's like so many fat jokes about Patrick, and like, "Oh, he's like a big tub of lard." And were you like they like? What do you mean I ate uh, my chocolate bar or whatever? Yeah. And he's like, "Got like, you know, that's like the very classic to sh- try to show like uh, Patrick's body type as like gross." But everyone in Bikini Bottom wanted a piece of Patrick. That's true. Regardless of how problematic the episode was, Patrick was like... They did like their ladies thick, so... (laughs) Exactly. So for me, I was just like... For me, it reminded me a lot of like the classic rom-com like 90s movie where it's like they get this frumpy looking girl and then they put her in like makeup and then she she looks hot, but she's always been hot kind of situation. Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of that where it's like Patrick's always been hot he he just hasn't been dressed up to the nines yeah Yeah, he did and not even a glow up like he just he just hasn't flaunted it you know he knows he's sexy he doesn't need to which a bonus lesson if just (laughs) no 
you don't have to flaunt your sexiness if you're sexy. There you go. There you go. That's a wow. bonus. Bonus big <laughs> lesson for you. Because you're all sexy, you just have to figure out how to like embrace it the right way. A hundred percent. What'd you get, Josh? Uh, fully assess the situation before jumping into solutions. Nice. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, I guess so. Again, like <laughs> I feel like it's kind of a stretch. Sandy, kind of like I talked about in the first episode, uh, first part. I was kind of like upset how she didn't like listen to Squidward's like you should shrink this even if it's harder sometimes the harder solution is a better solution right mm-hmm. and so maybe or fully- she could have been like hey why don't you go to the doctor go to the doctor or like they've done they've dealt with this before Spongebob even brought it up that they brought dealt with it before and how did he save him before he literally gave him the highlight maneuver so like I don't understand like this that whole part didn't make sense to me they clearly did not fully assess that situation and mm-hmm. so the second part is like, I don't think Patrick or SpongeBob really sat down to really think about this threat that was happening or like SpongeBob didn't even go to like see if there was an actual threat and fully assess the situation to see if like maybe Patrick does need to leave town because like it would have saved them all this chaos that happened if they would have actually done that. And I feel like to a bigger extent, like, again, not to like bring up all like the craziness that's happening right now, but like I think a lot of people don't fully assess a situation right now you know for mm-hmm. a fact like when this first started happening people were like over buying toilet paper and like that and it's like yeah. you don't need to like you could still go to the store i was still able to go to the store no matter what and we live in new york right so yeah, yeah uh, and it, like honestly the only reason there was a shortage is because everyone did not panicked, assess the situation they, yeah exactly yeah and that's the thing i think and it's not even just like big pandemic things like that and, like on a daily day day-to-day basis people have a hard time just like looking at situations in the whole picture and trying to like think of it logically uh good solutions they just jump to like whatever is the easiest solution kind of like what patrick did is about running away you know and then like i also see it and we talked about it before with spongebob and like his anxiety thinking when it comes to like uh driving the boatmobile which even he had in the submarine as well but like it's sometimes like even when you have anxious thinking you got to really look at like okay i'm really stressed out i'm overwhelmed what is the actual issue that I need to deal with? Like even on the phone today, I was talking with, you know, some uh, like a potential client about how we're going to juggle all these technical issues. And a lot of it's just like, well, you need to do this, this and this, and then this is how we're going to get it done. Yeah. And looking at it like from an outside lens is kind of the way to do it. And I think, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick could have done that for the beginning. And in the end, they could have been like, maybe I go to the doctor or maybe I let Sandy, uh, maybe we don't play in a submarine that shrinks um, right. you know stuff like that yeah or uh, let's not again, let's not like, use this t- piece of technology i've never tested before on someone that sounds yeah. like a good idea <laughs> or do something like uh like for the second act like maybe send patrick to a safe house like with a friend in another city or and like then we've seen spongebob sp- goes and kills the assassin yeah i mean we've seen spongebob's house it's huge right he has a huge mansion basically like yeah. just let patrick stay there for a little bit like hide, hidden out in the library or, like whatever basement situation he has you know yeah. i don't think going to these extremes that they go to i think it was a good a pretty good episode problematic uh, but yeah there you very go. problematic but it I like, like it I was, said, I like the chaos. Of yeah, but I think that when you lean into SpongeBob's chaos, like that's where you find like the fun of it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think I think overall, definitely not an A plus. Let's do like a a C, a C. <laughs> it's adequate enough. But I wasn't bored, so. Okay, that that's fair. C C C rating. That's good. Also, I like I like Passing. seeing Patrick. 
Patrick showing off the, the goods. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Sorry, it was a little problematic and horny for some reason. Um, who knew? SpongeBob. Anyways, <laughs> uh, if you want to send us anything, I mentioned it in the bubble break, but you can do so at ismainasapodcast.com or you can email us at ismainasapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on all of the social media platforms, um, maybe the ones that haven't been invented yet. Oh. Uh, comment on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever else you can comment and say nice things about us. And after that, you can share it with all your friends and your enemies. Um, so, Josh, mm-hmm. I know you're saying untested science, whatever. But again, you don't really believe in science. I don't. So, I mean, can you, so, can you prove me wrong? Well, I'm going to prove you wrong right now. Okay. You're going to so convince me. I, I sent an email to you. Uh-huh. When you open this email, there's going to be a link. That link's going to play a video, and that video is going to shrink you. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's a I'm, new technology. I'm, I'm, I'm open. To, like, all right. If it's gonna, if it's gonna be better for me in the long run, I'll, I'll see. You know. Yeah. I mean, it'll shrink your whole body. Hmm. Um. And then you'll be able to, you know, now then you'll live in a bigger apartment. You know, because you live there in you New go. York. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, go ahead and let me know when you open it up, and okay. uh, we'll see what happens. Let me see. Let me just pull this up. All right. I'm opening the link right now, and whoa wow everything looks so much taller now this is this is why okay okay i can see where you're coming from with the science not stuff. bad huh it's pretty cool no this is pretty nice uh but like uh could you could you put me back now oh i didn't i didn't do i don't know how what you, you don't know how <laughs>